Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Who's feeling good this morning? Just give me a wave. Awesome, awesome. I'm waiting for Karen, so I, 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 but I've never been good at jokes. Uh, so don't worry, you won't, I won't give you a, a raft of jokes. Uh, but one thing I will say, just, just in preparation, because I forgot to tell the sound guys that we need two mics this morning. Um, but um, we, we're really excited about what God is doing in our community, saying in our community, please be praying for wisdom for this season. Because something we want to share about this morning is really diving into the next chapter of our whole church's history. We've had a long history, 140-odd years history, but we want to keep diving in, keep pressing in and seeing what God's got for the next season. So just while we get ourselves organized, would you just turn to someone and just compliment them on how good they smell this morning and how good they look? I need a minute just to get organized. Okay, now that was the best response I've ever had to something like that. So well done. Well done. It's well done me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, look, we're going to share on, on, on that theme of next level as Karen shared, but really um, focusing in on generations. There's some really, really powerful things going on in um, in the kingdom of God right now. And one thing we've realized, and I've realized as I'm getting older, is that I do have to stay current with what God is doing, but also what culture is doing. If I put my head in the sand and I'm not aware of anything, and I'm not saying I have to study it or anything like that, but if I'm not aware of anything going on around me, then when, when I'm trying to relate to this culture, this current culture, I can be irrelevant. I can feel irrelevant. I don't, they don't know what I'm talking about, and I don't know what they're talking about. And so one thing I make sure I do is try and just tap into what is God saying to us now? What's he doing on earth right now? The kingdom of God, different churches, different arenas. But I also watch you know, different things to, to just stay in touch. I'm watching what what they're doing in the U.S. Obviously, the U.S. is a leading, uh, predominant nation in the world right now. And so I'm watching the U.S., I'm watching politics, I'm watching uh, culture so that I can stay relevant to God. How are you breaking through in this culture now today? And I'm sure every single person in this room wants to stay relevant. Obviously, one of the keys to staying relevant is listening to the voice of God. So we want to just share a little bit on that today. And we're gonna, we'll get a mic soon, I think. Um, once, and that is my fault. I take full responsibility for that. Um, but one of the things I want to start in is reading 
The story of Elijah to Elisha. Elijah to Elisha, thinking of generations. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. But again, Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives, as you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. Fifty men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stood, uh, stopped beside the Jordan River. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. The river divided and the two of them went across on dry ground. I'm reading from 2 Kings chapter 2, by the way. 2 Kings chapter 2. You, you, you can just listen. It's... Uh, I can, uh, I'll read clearly. Verse 9 says, When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken away. And Elisha replied, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. You have, added a, you have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get what you requested. But if not, then you won't. As they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and the charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God, the God of Elijah? Then the river divided and Elisha went across. And obviously Elisha then moved in a double portion anointing or mantle of Elijah's anointing. I wouldn't mind just a little fragment of Elijah's anointing. But Elisha got a double portion through faith and expectancy and pressing in and being bold. He got a double portion. Uh, there's a whole sermon in that. But we want to share today on the blessing of the generations together as we flow together in community. How powerful that is of releasing something that we have never seen. I wonder if you can muster up just a mustard seed this morning, that's all we need, of faith to begin to imagine what our community looks like with many getting saved regularly. Many getting saved, coming to know Jesus regularly. I'm glad Jonah and Steve are excited about that. I, I, so good. It's good. Begin to picture it. Because sometimes when we begin to picture things, it puts anchors of faith ahead of us. And God wants us, we talked on, on Wednesday with the team training, and there were some flexible people there. I mean, there's, you know, there's some surprisingly flexible people on flexibility. We've got to stay flexible if we want to go where God wants to take us. We had Janet touching her toes. I know. Better than anyone. Incredible. <laughs> Talking about flexibility, bending down. But we are excited for what God's stirring and what he's doing in taking us to the, the next level. And, and when the Holy Spirit stirs something, it's because he's intending to do something. And it's not about trying to make anything happen. It's about getting into the flow of what God's already on and what he's already doing and what he's already stirring and what he's already outpouring. And we're excited to really flow with him in what he's doing. But he is taking us to another level, another level of increase, another level of anointing, another level of his presence and of his glory. 
and it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, and But it's not by our own strength. This next level that God's taking us to is not something that we can accomplish on our own. <laughs> all the good deeds and all the good works under the sun are not going to accomplish what God is intending for us in this coming season. It flows out of intimacy. It flows out of being in his presence. It flows out of being filled up by him and pouring out who he is. See, the world loves who you are. We love who you are. But the world needs Jesus. The people around you need Jesus. The, the young, old, and, and in between, they need a touch of who God is in their lives. And they need Jesus in you and Jesus in me. Your smile is gorgeous. Please keep smiling. Your hugs are amazing. All that you are is a gift from God. You are a blessing, such a blessing to heaven and to those around. But the more of Jesus that flows through us, the more of heaven that's released. Pastor Steve Penny shared a word a couple of weeks ago and we, we were in the meeting and he said 2023 is a year for supernatural intervention. That is another level, amen? That is not what we can accomplish. That is supernatural intervention. But God's calling us to position ourselves to get ready for what he is about to pour out. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be sleeping when he comes. I don't want to be one of the, the young women who didn't have oil in their lamps at the final hour when the bridegroom came and called them all in. I don't want to be found without oil. I don't want to be found outside the doors. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be awake to what he's doing and filled with who he is at that hour and at that time. Earlier in the year, I shared on my little mini Facebook page, bless Facebook Jesus, but I shared a word that the Lord gave me on the invitation is at the door. And when God gives out an invitation to something, it's because he is preparing something. You don't give an invitation out if nothing's going to happen, amen? If I'm handing out an invitation and you rock up and, oh, whoops, there's nothing there. That's not a great invitation. <laughs> an invitation goes out because there's something being prepared. There is something special that you are invited to be a part of. There is an invitation at the door to step into deeper intimacy with the Lord because he's preparing something significant. So it's going to flow out of intimacy. It's going to flow out of time with the Lord. It's going to flow out of being in that secret place or your closet or wherever it is that you go and get on your face and spend time with the Lord. It's going to flow out of that place and God is going to release supernatural intervention. So for those who've been waiting for breakthrough in your life, whether it's for you personally, whether it's for your health, whether it's your finance, whether it's your family, whatever it is, begin positioning yourself in faith for supernatural intervention in that area of your life. Because God is already there. He's ahead of us in everything. He goes well before where we are. He's already down the track and he's inviting us to come with him. So now's the season to begin to respond to that invitation at the door, which is of deeper intimacy and of going deeper with the Lord because he is preparing and leading us into something significant. It's an exciting time. Karen Shorter shared a few weeks ago just briefly on faith and deeds. It's a powerful, powerful image when we realise in the book of James, it's talking about faith and works. And one of the things that we can see from Elijah to Elisha is that he was obedient with what God had given him. His flesh, his faith, 
his walking with Elijah, his being present at the right time. And then he took the cloak and went, something, went and did something with it. And we feel the challenge for us as a community is faith and deeds. We need supernatural intervention. We need his power. We need his presence. But then we need to know what do we do with it? Yes. What do we do with it? Yes. What do we do if God pours out his spirit here this morning and we're all just shaking and baking in his power and his presence? It's great, but then what next? What do we do with it? How do we translate the power of God to our region, to our community? How do we communicate it with the people that the 20 people in the meetings are going, what is going on in that nut house? Because we got to be able to translate as well as just empower. And so we've got to be able to talk the right language. We need so much wisdom in this hour. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever watched some of TikTok, it is a just, it's crazy out there. If you haven't, just watch some of the reels, some of the clips on TikTok. It's like, what are they even talking about? Uh, so I'm looking at some of that stuff going, wow, Jesus, we need so much wisdom how to get these young people saved. Because I don't even know what some of them are talking about. I, I haven't got the, the stuff going on in my world, in my head that they have. But it's explosive. It's predominant. And it's so dominating right now that we have to... There's an imperative on this for me. I feel it. There's an imperative on it that I need to be able to learn so that I don't separate myself and judge them because I don't understand them. And I could easily do that. I know that in investing situations, when, I, when I'm out of step, if I invest in something and I don't quite know what I'm doing, it's dangerous. So if I'm going to invest and we as a community are going to invest in our community, old and young, we need to know how to translate, how to relate and how to love them in a way that isn't just judging them. It's not telling them off for what they're not doing. It's inviting them in to what God is doing. And it, it looks completely differently and I don't have any of the answers on how we're going to do this. Karen's better at this than I am. Uh, but what we're asking is that we as a community, I'm telling you, if we can capture the old fire and the new fire, the mature fire and the young fire, and mix it up in a fireplace of God's house and then translate that to our community, we can do something we've never seen before. We've never seen before. Imagine old and young coming in, getting saved on a regular basis. I'm talking weekly, weekly, even during the week, seeking the Lord. They come into this place and there's a hospitality and a love that envelopes them. It's not an awkwardness and just a me club. It's a, it's a what can I do for you? How can we serve our community and honour what God is doing? And then we're reaching out into our local mission because we want to do international mission and local mission, which is this our own backyard and we want to do it really well so we're going to take some practical steps on doing that even better in the coming year and you'll see some things Karen's got some great ideas she's full of ideas in fact so many that we've had to just say okay calm the farm for a little bit it's 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 too much too many new ideas I can't I we can't afford it um but Karen's not yes, limited by some of that stuff so I don't know do you want to share some of that stuff or? yes my God is big amen <laughs> very very big <laughs> who likes new things yeah Woo! awesome awesome have some fun we gotta have some fun one thing I know about when we see God break out and, and one thing I know in my life personally and I know from the scripture when I read the Bible is that every place where Jesus went revival broke out one look of his eyes, one word from his heart, heaven broke out. 
heaven broke out. And when the disciples and the apostles, after Jesus went to be with the Father, continued that work, it was because of Jesus in them that they saw revival break out. And all of this generation, and I'm talking about from the young to the old to the in-between, all this generation needs is a touch from Jesus. I would not be here today if it were not by the grace of God and a supernatural touch of the Spirit on my life that changed me, wrecked my heart for anything of this world, and I fell head over heels in love with Jesus. You see, when you see Jesus, when you truly see Him, when you taste of Him and you experience Him, you realize He is the most beautiful and glorious person in heaven and earth, and nothing else can ever hold your attention or your affection beyond that point. You're wrecked for anything else but him that's the kind of thing that God is pouring out and he's preparing us for a revival of Jesus being glorified in our time and in our day and it's through you he wants to use you he doesn't just want to do it randomly why he can yes he can but he loves you and he loves me and you see we're his family and he wants to pour in us and through us so that we filled, get filled with the Spirit and experience who he is ourselves and we pour it out on those around us. He is everything. One touch from the King changes everything. And I tell you, we are living in a day where we are going to see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living like we've never seen before. And it's exciting. It really is exciting because Ephesians, I love the book of Ephesians, Ephesians Ephesians says that his love for us is higher and deeper and further and wider than we could dream or comprehend and what he wants to do through us, his power in us and upon us is greater than we could imagine. But you see, he wants us to partner with him in this. His love is pouring to the depths of brokenness. His love is pouring to the depths of pain. His love is reaching further than we could comprehend, but he's inviting us to go with him. He's inviting us to carry his love and release it. He's inviting us to partner with him in the end time harvest. We don't know when Jesus is coming back again. Only the Father knows. But we are living in a day where he is closer than he's ever been and needed more than ever before. As the darkness increases, the glory of the Lord increases, but he's inviting us to be carriers of his glory. He's inviting you to be a carrier of his glory, to be filled up and to pour out. And I tell you, I tell you, God is going to do things through you that's going to blow you away, that you've never dreamed or imagined through you, through you, through little us. Because that's who he is. Because his love is not just to display his glory and be big and strong and mighty and powerful because he is and he is. His love is for you and he wants you to have the privilege of walking with him and carrying who he is on a whole new level. But he is coming to do increasing things. I I remember sharing earlier in the year, we shared about um, double for your trouble and that 2022, God is releasing double for your trouble. If you haven't seen it yet, don't worry, the year's not finished. God still has time, amen? (laughs) But that very week after we shared that message, we had a couple in our church family come and say to us, that week after you shared on double for your trouble, my husband and I both got a new job on exactly the same day. I'm like, Jesus, you're doing it, amen? 
Amen. And that's for you too. That's for you. You can ask Lynn and Michael Mack about that later if you want to know more. But that's a promise for you. That's a promise for us. He's inviting us into this next season to be carriers of who he is. But he needs each and every one of us. You see, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. But he's inviting us to be that in this coming season. And how do we do that? We get on our faces and we begin to seek him like we've never sought him before. Because he's, he is faithful. And as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And it is such a beautiful thing. It is such a joy and a privilege and an honor to carry the very heart of heaven. He is about to do something significant in our lives in this next season. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? You know, Martin Luther was the reformer of bringing to the church the priesthood of all believers. But in so many settings, we are still the believers of the priesthood. (laughs) And so we're still waiting for commissioning. And what Karen's saying, what we're saying, is we are inviting you guys on a journey into the next season of where we're going and we want to commission you. We want to commission every single person in our community to do the works of Jesus, but, uh, but that means faith and deeds. That means faith and deeds. And to do what, what Karen's got a big vision in her head, to do what God has shown us where we want to go, we're going to need everyone, every single person in this room. You might be thinking, well, I don't know how to do that. It doesn't matter. We will find something. <laughs> Suzanne is the queen of finding things for people. Okay? And so... We, we, we thank you for your generosity, by the way. Like Jonah said, and we say it many times, we have some of the best people in the region. We really do. You guys are amazing. We brag <laughs> about you. We thank you. We pray for you. Yeah. We thank God for you. Yeah. And, and what we're saying is basically we want to empower and commission to a whole nother level. Yeah. And so that we never lack in any area of the church. We never lack another children's worker. We never lack another, you know, scenario in our cafe or welcoming or loving on people or sharing a meal or whatever it looks like. That's what faith and deeds is. Because you guys are really good prayers. You're really good at faith. You're really good at believing God. You encourage us in that way, worshipping. You're going for it. I was so blessed this week when Marilyn Meyer, is Marilyn here? You're hiding. She came up to me after we shared and she just said, oh, keep, keep going with the energy, Pastor. And I'm just like, wow, I love that youthful spirit. And so many of you carry a youthful spirit. And God wants to encourage you with your youthful spirit because we learn from your youthful spirit, by the way. We are empowered by your youthful spirit. And if we can capture that in the fireplace of this house, with mature, nice redwood logs burning away who have been burning for a long time and all those prayers and all of that oil and all of that good, wholesome stuff burning, burning, burning and you've been burning and believing and wanting to see stuff and then we throw on some petrol like Jonah and we throw on some of these guys and boom, the fireplace comes alive. You can tell I'm a little bit of a pyromaniac, can't you? I happen to be a specialist with petrol on fires, but I do not encourage that. Anyone, anyone, no one ever do it. Just watch my YouTube feed from a few, few years ago. Anyway, God wants to combine all the fires of this room and he wants to do something significant. As we are one voice in the fireplace, 
in his presence, capturing the anointing of whatever God's left, the residue. You know, there's, there's sometimes early on when we took over ministry, I'll be honest with you, that I felt like, God, just give it back to mum and dad. Give it back to mum and dad. It, it needs more than what I've got. It needs more than what we've got. Give, give it back. But God spoke to me really early. No, the cloak's been passed. It can't go back. And God's saying to some of you this morning, the cloak's passed to you. The cloak is passed to you. It's your fire now. It's yours to strike the, the river. It's yours to do things with faith and deeds. See, we need faith to believe this stuff, but then we need arms and legs to do the stuff. And so as we activate together as a community, I was, I was looking, as I do a little bit of research, I was watching a church in Singapore called House of God Church in Singapore. Look it up. It's, it's amazing what God's doing in that place. Um, and, uh, but one thing that they've set a goal of is minimum 85% of their church serving in the house of God. I'm like, okay, I want that. See, I'm competitive. So I, I straight away said to the Lord, all right, we can do 90%. So that is our goal. If Suzanne rings you this week, <laughs> all right, she's already warming up. Right, we haven't prepped anything. We need you. We, don't, we, we, we can't spectate anymore. Time is running out. There's a generation just, just disappearing from our very eyes in churches. If you look at McCrindle's statistics, you'll see that we're losing generations. We've already lost families. And then through COVID, we've lost generations. So the time is now to strike the river with the anointing and the mantle that you have in your very hands. And the truth is we need you. We need you. So is this a recruiting drive this morning? Absolutely. (laughs) It's not, but it is. (laughs) Well, we know that pretty much most of you do serve and you're incredible. And that is such a blessing in this house already. But there's always more, amen? There's always more. And the people in your life around you, they need what's in you. You might think I don't have much to give. You might think I don't have much inside me. You have more than you realize. You have so much more than you realize. Just begin to pour it out and see what happens. Just to begin to pour out what you already have. Take your little loaves and your tiny little fish and just give it to Jesus and see what he does with it. See what he does with the tiny little things that you think you have or don't have. The little gifting that you might have. Or maybe, God, I have a gift of encouragement. It feels very small. I don't even know if I have it or not. Take what you have and begin to use it. Begin to release it on those around you. Begin to encourage the people around you. Begin to send some text messages of encouragement if you think you might have a tiny little gift. Begin to release it and see what God does. He's the God of multiplication. He's going to increase the little that you have and multiply it to those around you. But if we don't release what's inside of us, how can we be asking for more? Because He's already given us and He's asking us to be faithful with the little so that He can give us more. So let's begin releasing what we've God and asking him to to multiply what he's given us and begin to create space for the increase of the more because he that's who he is that's who he is so as we begin to pour out what we've got inside of us he's going to multiply that and then increase what he's doing in our lives too but we need you we need your heart we need your gifting we need who Jesus is in you the expression of heaven through you we need each other and that's the body of Christ 
That's the beauty of who Jesus is. It's the beauty of the Father that no one gets left out, no one gets left behind, that all are needed uniquely and beautifully to carry who God is in your life, through your life, and through all of us together. So God is preparing us for something exciting, and He is preparing us for increase. And he is preparing us for many more coming in because there is a hunger that is awakening and there is a longing and an awareness that is coming for many in our community of their need for more and their dissatisfaction, whether it's with government or authority or promises or, or whether it's just with general social media in life. At the end of the day, it's empty. It doesn't fill up. It leaves you more depressed, more anxious, more dissatisfied and broken than before you began. And there is an awakening of this happening and a realization of I need something more in my life and I need something real because this is not enough for me and I'm tired of being broken and I'm tired of feeling depressed and I'm tired of having anxiety in my life in comparison and every other thing that comes with it. It is wearing me down. It is breaking me. I need something more. And there's a cry going out to heaven. You just have to read the book of Exodus you can do a, I'm doing a 90-day read through the Bible plan. Anyone do a read through the Bible plan? I, it, there's a 30-day shred if you're keen. Bible in 30 days. Bring it on. If you do it, let me know. I want you to message me if you're doing that one because I'm going to champion you. But in the book of Exodus, the Lord says to Moses, the cry of my people have come up. The cry of the Israelites, the oppression of the Israelites, their cry has reached my heart and I'm going to deliver them. There is a cry in this generation, in the time that we're living, that is reaching the heart of the Father. It's a cry of lost. It's a cry of brokenness. It's a cry of pain. It's a cry of dissatisfaction. It's a cry of suicide like we've never seen before. And it's reaching the heart of the Father. And He is releasing a supernatural intervention and a supernatural awakening that says, I am coming to bring them out of slavery and captivity and into my glory. And you are the ones that he's calling to carry that. We are the ones that he is awakening to send. He went to Moses and Moses said, Lord, send someone else. I can't talk. I stutter. Lord, you've made a mistake. I'm not articulate. Do you know I said those same things many years ago? Exactly the same things? Yes, you did, he says. <laughs> If you can't talk, God's going to use you to talk. If you're too shy, he's going to use you to be shy. If you think you can't, he's going to say you can. Because it's not going to be about you or me, it's going to be about him. But he is awakening and calling people who he is sending to see people saved and set free. He hears the cry. He hears the heart cry. He sees the brokenness. And he is releasing his glory to set a generation free. And this is the generation that we're living in. This is the generation that we have the privilege of being a part of to see the Lord pour out because nothing will satisfy but Him. Everything else leads to emptiness. And, and this is the outpouring that the Lord is preparing us for. But what you have right now is significant. The little that you have, He's asking us, take it and multiply it. 
take it and share it. Take it and release it. And, and do that here. Do it in our families. Do it in our workplaces. Do it in our communities. And as we begin to give out, we get hungry for more. As we begin to give out, we begin to need more. And he begins to fill us with more. And that's the beauty of who he is. If we ask, you know, he's a good father. If we ask for something good, he's not going to give us a, a stone or a snake. He's going to give us good things. He's going to give us of his spirit. That's who he is. He has so much more for you. He has so much more in your life. He has so much more in your family. There are promises in your life for many that are still unfulfilled. Amen? Amen? God is still faithful to those promises. Time is no limit to him. We're limited by time. We get impatient. I get impatient with the Lord. I'm like, God, when? <laughs> it's time. And he's like, I'm moving. I'm not finished yet. His ways are greater than our ways. But he is faithful to the promises in your life and the calling on your life and the things that he's deposited. He is working right now in those things. Yeah. Most of you will have either neighbors, relatives, friends who don't know Jesus or who have left Jesus on the bench for a while. All we do in the next season is for them. We, we'll come into this place and we'll worship and we'll do whatever we can. We'll storm the heavens. But Sundays and other opportunities, we're saying, Lord, pour out on them. Pour out on them. It's, it's not about just feeding me. I can feed, I can read scripture anytime, but they're not. They're not. I can, I can worship him anytime, but they're not. So Sundays we gather as a tribe and we worship Jesus together and we unify. But it's not about us. It's about him and seeing his kingdom released. And so that's, that's where we're going in this next step. And again, we're challenged by some of you who are, who are already going and doing so many great things. And so we want to invite you on a journey of, and we don't even know exactly how to do this thing, okay? So you're going to have to give us some grace. And I mean that. You're going to have to give us as the leaders a little bit of grace on just dialing some things, trying some things, saying, okay, where are we navigating? Because we want to be in touch with the very heartbeat of God. But sometimes it takes a few attempts to get there. And so we're going we're gonna to go. We're going to go together. We'll communicate as well as we can. We'll do whatever we can. But we want to go and see his kingdom released like never before on Harvest Church community and beyond. I want the worship team to come up. And um, we're just going to sing that last song that we sang. And I want you to stand. And we're, I'm just going to read some scripture over you, which we believe is a, a word that most of you already do, but a word for us Psalm 92.13, and it says, They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. It's a verse that really um, explains when we are in his house, we are in his fireplace, we're in his presence together. But then we need to flourish and that's what we want to speak over you. That's what we want to pray over you. That's what we want to commission you is to flourish in your domain, in your realm, in your families. And begin to believe for, for those people who have been lost for a long time. Begin to believe for that Lord would break through in those areas that you've been asking Him for breakthrough for, that He'll begin to flourish you, flourish you. And in prayer, you'll begin to hit the cloak that's been passed to you on the river and it will separate. 
Things will begin to happen. Things will begin to break open. Faith will be released again. New openings, new dreams, new bigger opportunities, promotions and breakthroughs in your life. Because that's what we want to see as a community. We don't want to stand still. We want to keep moving. And we know you're hungry for that as well. So we want to just stoke the fires, mature fire and new fire this morning. We want to stoke the fires. Just lift your hands to heaven this morning. Let's be expectant that the Lord would release something, that He would release something upon us individually and corporately in this fireplace. Who's hungry for that this morning? Begin asking Him. Right where you're standing this morning, just begin asking Him for fresh fire. Fresh fire, fresh oil. You might have run out of oil. You might have run out of oil like five of the virgins there just ran out of oil. They had to go and collect it and they missed the King. We don't want to miss the King. Lord, pour out oil this morning. Pour out your oil on your people this morning. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you. We need you.